I am Dr. Heather Moore, owner of Total Performance Physical Therapy. Tonight we are going to talk about the top four, top four causes of back pain. Um, one of the things I want to kind of start this talk off with is uh, if you are a back pain sufferer, or basically anything, and I've had this conversation recently with a lot of my patients, uh, we see a lot of patients um, that have tried a lot of other avenues and, and wind up at our clinics. Um, and as a last resort or their friends say, you know what, you tried everything else, these guys will get you sick. And what, what I have to tell people is a lot of times everyone wants a specific diagnosis. Everyone wants this magic box that we put everything into, we give you a pill and we send you on your way. And what I have to understand is with knee pain, with back pain, with a lot of things that we wind up treating is there is no one pretty little picture. There's no one diagnosis that I'm going to say, yep, that's exactly what it is. It's this one thing, one thing only, we're going to treat that and you're going to be on your way and you're going to be done. A lot of times we see people who have waited months and years to get treated. They've had a twinge, they've had pain for a while, they had pain off and on and it never really amounted to anything, but now all of a sudden they've stopped doing what they really enjoy. They've stopped uh, enjoying life, they've stopped being able to go to work, they've stopped being able to sit, whatever the case may be, now they're forced to seek treatment. So, uh, you know, I wind up telling and having this conversation with a lot of my patients when they come in is, I can't really tell you exactly what's going on. And I know that's not what you want to hear from your doctor, but uh, what we find is there's so many layers, there's so many things going on that what the original insult or injury was years ago when you first started feeling the pain may or may not be there. Uh, you know, there may be other issues that now have arisen because you didn't get it treated right away and you didn't get it addressed right away. So be careful of going and finding a doctor that'll say, you know what, Eureka, it's this one thing because 99% of the time it's not one thing, it's a lot of things. And if you are going to keep hunting until you find the one person that says, yes, that's exactly what it is, it's probably not gonna be right. So just understand that before we go through the four causes of back pain and everyone wants to fit themselves in this night, eat, neat little box and say, that's exactly my cause of back pain. Now, what I, give me the three things I need to do and we'll be on our way. It's really not that simple. And it generally is a lot of different things that go into one diagnosis or solving pain. And a lot of times people don't get better because they go and they get one diagnosis and, it's, and they get the diagnosis of, oh, it's a herniated disc. Okay, great. Well, what does that mean and what does that entail? Well, I did the three things that I, you're supposed to do when you have a herniated disc and nothing worked. Well, maybe that's not the cause of your pain. You may have a herniated disc, but it may not be the cause of your pain. So just be careful, and this is just with dealing with the back, with dealing with the knee, neck, shoulder, anything, that a lot of times, especially if you've ignored it for, for months and years, it's not one thing. It's not a diagnosis. No one is going to walk in there and give you a really good diagnosis to say it's this one thing. Or maybe they will and then you won't wind up feeling better. You're going to wind up frustrated uh, like we see a lot of our patients are because they didn't get the help that they needed or they tried to treat just one thing in order to make it feel better. So uh, that's my you know, little uh, public broadcasting announcement for the day before we get into the top four causes of back pain. So the first cause uh, that we are gonna talk about tonight is one I just mentioned, and that is a herniated disc. So a herniated disc, bulging disc, um, same thing, uh, technically a little bit different, but in, in the medical world, for lay terms, herniated disc and bulging disc are the exact same thing. 
So 80% of the population has been diagnosed with a bulging disc, so, or a herniated disc. So I have, I think, five in, the, in my back. Um, it's not uncommon, and most people have them. I have zero symptoms, right? I have no signs of anything. The reason so many people get diagnosed with a herniated disc is people can see it. When you go get an MRI, if you're like, oh, I have back pain or, or pelvic pain or whatever, 80% of the time, a herniated disc is going to show up. And it's like, oh, well, you just have a herniated disc. That's why you have back pain. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with why you have back pain. But what happens is in a herniated disc is you're going to have compression on the spinal cord. So as the here's my lovely discs, as your spinal cord is, is running through here, um, what's going to happen is the disc that sits in here is going to compress that spinal cord. So there's a little bit of, um, people like to refer to it as a jelly donut. I guess it doesn't really look like that, but um, there's a jelly donut. And what will happen is some of that will start to push out and will start to compress the spinal cord. This will cause numbness. This will cause tingling. Uh, the most common groups for this is about 40-year-old women, okay? Why? Well, probably, I would say 35 to 40-year-old women because that's childbearing years and that's when you're doing a lot of this. How do you herniate a disc? Do this repetitively, okay? So I have a kid, bend down, pick them up 500 times, you wind up with a herniated disc. So everyone has been diagnosed. Most, most often people come and see us and they say, oh, I have a herniated disc. Herniated discs, you have numbness and you have tingling in either one or both of your feet, legs, or um, thighs. That's the sign that there's a possible herniation. But what you want to also remember is that that may not be the only reason that there is numbness and tingling. So it is very common to get that numbness and tingling diagnosis. Oh, you have sciatica. Sciatica is a garbage can term for numbness and tingling. So just heads up, it's actually not a diagnosis. It just means you have numbness and tingling. Great. You can tell me that. We don't need any MRIs. We diagnose you with sciatica. So just be aware that diagnosis of a herniated disc if you go and you get the decompression treatment and I don't know, all the different things there are out there for herniated discs and you're like, I still have a herniated disc or I still have pain, nothing has helped, chances are that pain wasn't coming from the herniated disc. So if you are that prime category of 35 to 40, if you have that numbness and tingling, you may have a herniated disc. You may have a herniated disc that is causing you pain, but it may not be the only reason that you have pain. And again, don't look for yourself to fit into one of these boxes. You can fit into all four of them. The second cause of back pain is, we're going to kind of lump a little bit of this together. So we're going to have some stenosis. Stenosis. Arthritis. And DDD. Degenerative disc disease. So stenosis, arthritis, and DDD. If you are over the age of 18 and you are watching this, I guarantee you have arthritis in your spine. Again, it's something that shows up on an MRI, something that shows up on an x-ray. So it is very commonly diagnosed. Oh, you have arthritis. Okay. So now what? Chances are that's not your cause for your back pain. 
And a lot of times when I come in here, people are like, there's nothing you can do about the arthritis. I know, but can you just help me with the pain? It's most often has nothing to do with why you have pain. So it, just because your spine and your joints so show some arthritic changes or the, you do an x-ray and you're going to show some arthritis, doesn't mean it's anything to do with why you're having pain. It may very well be the reason you're having pain, but most often in the spine, when you're dealing with arthritis, it's not the reason that you're having pain. Degenerative disc disease. Yes, it's a tongue twister, um, especially after talking all day, it's even harder to say. So DDD, DJD, degenerative disc disease, it means your, your disc in the back um, is, is a little arthritic, it's degenerating. All right, again, very common as we age, doesn't kick in as quickly as regular arthritis does, but you may see some shrinkage in the discs, you may see some wearing away of the discs, that could bring the bones a little bit closer together, which can then cause rubbing and then cause some pain. Again, a lot of times diagno easily diagnosable on an x-ray or I'm sorry, an MRI, sometimes on x-ray, but easily diagnosable on an MRI. So we wind up seeing a lot of people just coming in, I have DDD, there's nothing you can do for me, when in fact the reason you have pain is not because you have arthritis or not because you have DDD. Stenosis, this is one that we don't see all that often on, a, on an MRI come back. It does, you know, you'll have beginnings of stenosis. Um, when you have full-fledged, full-blown stenosis, you will be one of those people who are going to be walking around on the shopping cart bent over. Feels great, okay? Feels wonderful. It alleviates the back pain, takes all the pressure off, numbness and tingling. You lean over like this, you hold on a shopping cart, you start walking, you're like, oh, that feels good, okay? It just allows uh, some opening in the spine for um, some of those vertebrae, uh, or excuse me, for the spinal cord to go through, not causing you any pain. This is the one that we have to really take a look at because as, as, as stenosis progresses and as it becomes uh, more prevalent, the treatment is less and less likely to work. Okay, so when you do have stenosis, it's not a, you know, we can't help you, but this is one of the only ones up here that I say, you know, if you're walking around on that shopping cart, we need to really take a look at, is stenosis causing your problem? And if your problem is being caused solely by stenosis, then we have to have another, a, a different talk. But most of the time, again, you're fitting into another one of these categories along with this one. And yes, there are people that are going to fit into all four of these categories. The next reason is you have an SI joint problem. SI joint problem. SI joint, sacroiliac joint, right here. If you can say to me, you know what, I have pain right here, you have an SI joint problem. Now, you may have back pain other ways, it may go down your leg. Numbness and tingling is not associated with an SI joint problem. You have other things going on. But if you can sit here and be like, it's right here, SI joint issues. Um, that is not to be confused with, I have a pain in the butt. Like when I sit, when I stand, I have a pain right in the center of my butt. That is piriformis syndrome. Um, we have another video on how to address piriformis syndrome, but it is not in this one. So piriformis syndrome is a little bit lower. But SI joint is right here. We get a lot of people who just come in and be like, I am right here. It is not diagnosed. All right. It is not diagnosed on an MRI. It is not diagnosed on a CT scan or an X-ray. So understand that no, no physician 
will ever look at an x-ray and be like, oh, you have an SI joint problem. They will diagnose a little SI joint arthritis. Now, if they've seen a lot of back pain, they'll say, you know, when you point to this, and you're like, I have, an, I have pain right here. They'll be like, oh, that's an SI joint. But you're not going to get a test that will be able to determine, yeah, there's an SI joint rotation. There's an SI joint dysfunction right there. So really diagnosis, you know, among other things. But, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with a pain that's right there, um, at the sacroiliac joint, the SI joint, that is indicative of a sacroiliac problem. The final thing that is the final cause of back pain is, and this is what we treat all day long, and this is compensation. And I bring this up, and I've been, um, had some conversations with people that they don't agree that this is, this should be included in this conversation because it's a secondary cause. But this is what I see. And normally by the time I get done treating this, whatever was the cause of the back pain in the first place is gone. So whether it was a, a bulging disc that was flaring up or whether it was a, an episode of stenosis or whether it was um, a, or an arthritis or something, once I get done treating this, everything else goes away. What's compensation? So compensation is that um, action that allows you to get over back pain like that. So when back pain comes on, and let me tell you, back pain, chronic back pain, people who are taking opioids, most people think that, oh, you know what, they had a car accident, it happened, it was traumatic. No, no, no. The opioid epidemic when it comes to back pain did not come because there were five million car accidents. It came because people had back pain one day, they couldn't get off the couch, and they started taking opioids to get better. And it started with, oh, you know what? I woke up and I'm a little sore. Uh, I, can't, I can't stand up right away when I get up from my desk. You know what? I, got, I can't sit for very long. It progresses. Back pain, chronic back pain, back pain that goes into opioid addiction starts with, I woke up stiff one day. And it starts with, I woke up stiff one day, and I never did anything about it, and then my muscles started to compensate. So what happens is, is when you wake up and you're stiff, if you don't go and you don't do your stretches and you don't foam roll right away or take that hot shower and stretch out, your muscles find some way to alleviate that stiffness for you. They find a way to work so that you are able to stand up straight. They find a way to work so that you can get to the bathroom. They're very smart. Your body's very smart. So in doing so, some muscles work harder, some muscles don't work as hard. They, uh, the stronger muscles or the muscles that didn't get stiff overnight start to compensate for the muscles that did work. So now you're having the ability to stand up and go to the bathroom, you have the ability to stand up after a meeting and walk, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that pain just went away. No, it didn't. Your stronger muscles just kicked in and compensated. You can go on like this for years until there are no other muscles to compensate. So what happens and what I hear all day long is it started off, I was just stiff in the morning, it got worse. You know, now I can't even lift my leg when I run. Now I can't sit in a meeting. Now I can't drive for more than 20 minutes. It never starts out like that. It never starts out like that. It starts off with the, I just got a little bit of stiffness. Then you compensated and the pain went away. If you do not actively treat the pain, meaning you do foam rolling, you do stretching, or you do 
uh, a hot pack, some ultrasound, and then you know, go to therapy, you are not treating the problem. Taking an Advil is not treating the problem. Taking a Flexeril, taking an opiate is not treating the problem. That's masking the problem. That's allowing compensation to come full bore and happen. So compensation is a secondary cause to a lot of things, but it winds up being the primary thing that I treat because people ignore their back pain for so long. So when you, wait, when you wake up, if you're hobbling to the bathroom or you know, you're having trouble standing up, or maybe you're noticing that the back pain that only came on once a year is now coming on twice a year. The back pain that only came on once a week is now coming on twice a week. Or maybe when it comes, it stays longer. It used to come and then it would go right away, but now it doesn't leave for a week. That's all compensation. You get it out by, by compensating. Unless you actively treat it, it didn't go away. It didn't resolve itself. You compensated for it, and now it's gone. So compensation is the number one cause of low back pain, probably in this country, and I know there's a lot of people that would argue with that. However, what we see all day long is just compensation, is just people who have just ignored it for so long and don't address it, and then they compensate. If you don't treat pain, it doesn't go away. And medicine and pills do not treat pain. They do not address it. There is no muscle relaxer that will relax out compensation issues. It doesn't work. You have to actively go to therapy. You have to actively have your muscles treated in order 